say to be at church today? I don't know if going to show up, you know? You guys, you guys that are way to go, you know? The food coma, the movie comas, whatever. Literally, I thought the staff was going to joke on me. So yesterday, Barry calls me, he says he's sick. I'm like, oh, geez, okay. Then I get a call from Ryan, who's supposed to play bass, he said he was sick. Then I get a call from Justin, he said he was sick. Who else called me and said they were sick? Sean said he was sick. And then uh, I couldn't get a hold of Maki, he just didn't pick up. You never pick up the phone when the pastor calls on Saturday. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Maya Williams, my vocation pastor, was supposed to speak today, and he called me late last night and said he was sick. You guys messing with me right now? Like, what is going on? Wash your hands, people. Wash your hands. Gosh. So, yeah, uh, here I am. I was supposed to have a week off. And, guys, I started writing the message last night. I'm still gonna, I'm still writing the message. Right now, so, it's my guinea pigs. I don't know what's going to happen. But here's the deal. We are uh, we're closing down the ship here of Redecorate series. And, uh... You know, Christmas is over, and we knew that we would blink, right, and the season would be over, right? And I don't know about you, but when we um, start to, when Christmas is over and the decorations start coming down, does anyone get sad? Some people are like, no, I can't wait, but like, I get like a little sad, you know, the house is, these are really loud. Uh, the house is, uh, you know, it's getting darker, I don't like how dark the house gets, it's starting to get, you know, a little bit uh, bare in the house. Let's see if I can get this one. Uh, got this. Okay, got this one. Uh, there's a stat. I, 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 I am curious. How many people have already started to take down the Christmas decorations without raising hands? Okay, who plans on taking down your decorations today? Okay, so just so you know, there's a statistic that 52 million Americans believe that the day after Christmas is the best time to take down their Christmas decorations. I don't believe it, okay? I, I want to hang on as long as I can. Uh, but what we've been doing is we've been talking about the concept of redecorating and uh, the fruit of the Spirit. But the problem is, right, the season's over, we've got to start packing all this stuff up in into our storage closets. And I just want to remind you, talking about redecorating the Christmas characters and we're seeing how they were decorating the fruit of the Spirit in their lives as you see listed here. Um, when it comes to our lives, we don't pack this up and put it in the storage box. Uh, this stays with us because once you receive the Spirit of the living God, you are constantly in a state of Him being as He is redecorating. And so, you know, we don't pack this up. This, this stays here uh, and like if you want to like Think of this as your life and inside of you, right? The Holy Spirit comes inside of you and he starts to produce these types of fruits that you see on the screen out into your life. But then, as I was trying to think about well, what the heck are we going to talk about today? Um, because Maya's message was really catered towards him, and so it didn't work for me. And uh, unfortunately, uh, I'll just read the script. Um, I started to think about things as we go into 2022 that we might try to pack into our lives that shouldn't be. I started to think about things that maybe we've been carrying for the past year or years that are that we're walking with in our lives, that are tripping us up, that are entangling us, that we shouldn't be packing up, that we shouldn't be carrying with us into 2022. So here's the question, here's the thought premise that I just wanted to kind of lay before us today on 
this journey is this question. Is there anything that we need to unpack before we close out 2020? Let that just sink in. Is there anything that you need, that I need? There's, there's, there's something, right? I mean, I was thinking about my dad. Um, he allowed me finally to throw out an old manger scene that he had for like 25 years. You can't even tell what one's Mary or Joseph anymore. Because <laughs> dad just crazy. And he didn't really want to do it. And I said, Dad, let me carry it for you. I'll go ahead and throw it in the dumpster. And the freedom I felt when I finally threw these things away this year for him. It's amazing. I convinced my dad to throw this away. But we're not obviously talking about decorations. But what are some of the things? Right? We obviously know that there are things in our lives that it's not good for us to carry with us. It's not healthy for us. Um, let's just go through some of these things that, that maybe we... We have it could be an addiction, uh, it could be a habit, it could be an anger thing that you have with someone, or maybe an anger thing with God. Um, maybe it's laziness. This popped into my mind last night. Maybe for some, it could be an affair. It's a secret. It's physical or emotional. Um, I also thought about maybe it's something that you're hiding when it comes to what you look at after your computer. And maybe think like, okay, like honestly, ask yourself this, this question. If I were to grab your device right now, without even erasing the history, and I were to put all the content that you searched on the screen right now, would, would that embarrass you? Would that guilt you? Would that shame you? Um, maybe it's bitterness, lack of forgiveness, something that you've been maybe burying for years. Maybe it's a lie that no one knows um, that you shouldn't be carrying anymore. So what does it look like for us to unpack that in 2022? And so as we unpack God's word today, um, let's ask him to reveal to us what do we need to unpack out of our lives. So that's the goal. You good? That's the goal. That's, the, that's where we're going to go. But I'm going to pray more than ever. <laughs> you guys are like, man, I can see he's just really trying to get it together. Let's pray. Father, thank you. For this season and what you did and how you showed off here at Mount City Church. And uh, God, so thanks for just letting us get to get a front seat. And so God, thank you for this church, thank you for this family, thank you for this home. God, I, I just ask that you would help us. All of us have something. All of us have something we need to unpack uh, before we step into 21. Give us the strength to see it. Give us the discipline to do what we need to do to get rid of it. And uh, God, please help my God, may your word just together as we just go through this passage. Just, just speak to us, Father. We love you. We pray this in the power of your sons of Jesus. Amen. So, hey, open up to the book or turn down your phone to the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 6. And uh, again, as I was trying to think about like last night, where do you want me to go, God? Where should we go to not, uh, you know, to, uh, uh, today? Um, it was, uh, he started making me think about how we are closing a chapter on 21 and we're turning a page into 2022. And so I realized that in Galatians chapter 5, at the end of the fruit of the Spirit, uh, that was the end of the chapter. And so then all of a sudden, God just kind of put my brain, why don't you just turn the page? Why don't you just turn the chapter? And so maybe that was worth the drive. If you ever feel like you're struggling with something, sometimes God just might want you to just turn the page. Okay, just turn the page. And so we're going to be in Galatians chapter 6 as the last chapter in Galatians.
Paul wins, lands the plane on his letter as we land the plane on our Redecorate series. And so let's dive into this uh, together. Turn to the person next to you and say, are you ready to dive in? Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, any sin, any, any mess, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. There's that spirit of gentleness from the fruit of the spirit. Restore them in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. And so one of the ideas that we see here in this, in, in this first verse is Paul, remember, he's talking to the church. He's talking to believers. And he's basically reminding all of us that, hey, we're all going to mess up. We're all going to fail. Even though we have the fruit of the Spirit, he just talked about the fruit of the Spirit, we have this decorated side of us, we're never going to reach perfection. All of us have stuff. And so we shouldn't be surprised when one of our brothers or sisters fails us. When someone wrongs us, you know, sometimes I think we need to be like, can you believe that? Can you believe him? Can you believe her? And when we say that, like I say that, we shouldn't really say that because we should like know that that's going to happen. Naturally, we are going to fall. We are going to fail. But then it's calling out to us as spiritual believers to instead of criticizing, to comfort and help correct. Instead of just knocking them down and burying them in it, we strive to come alongside and to lift them up. Because, hey, guess what? Your time's coming too. My time's coming too, where the enemy's going to get the best of us. Chapter, or verse 2 continues. So, so, he says this. Bear one another's burdens. Bear one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. Fulfilling the law of Christ, meaning to love one another as Christ. You know, to love God and to love one another as yourself. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own And so, as I process this, the thing that really popped out to me in this passage was what I highlighted was to bear one another's burdens. And when I think about the idea of unpacking or, 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 or getting the things that we need to get out of our lives, God reminds us of this really important truth that to help us have health, to help us unpack the bad things and the things that are not healthy for our lives is the importance of bearing one another's burdens. So, and that goes on both sides. And, and, and this is what kind of messed with me last night. I hope it messes with you too. Check this out. Hey, come on. That when it comes to helping us unpack, we need to be people that can be a burden and to bear a burden. To be a burden and to bear a burden. All right, repeat after me. I'll be a burden. I'll be a burden. You don't want to be a burden. We hate being a burden, don't we? Like, this is the last thing that we ever want to do. We don't, we, I feel like we, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to burden. I, I, I'm totally guilty of this all the time. Now, we're not talking about like, hey, come help me move or help me fix my refrigerator or my car. Okay, I don't want to be a burden. No, I'm not talking. This is in the context of this passage. He's talking right about transgression. He's talking about sin. And so it's calling us to be a burden. Because if you're not willing to be a burden, then someone can't bear the burden. It's us, the idea, right? It's, it's, 
I, I did that just so that it's kind of shock us. Like, of course, we don't want to be a burden, but it's the idea of being vulnerable, of allowing people in to help you deal with your transgressions, to help you deal with your sin. And I know that can be very, very difficult. I understand so completely, especially like if you're struggling with something and then based on your title or your position, you can start thinking, well, I'm not going to be a burden. I'm not going to let people know that I'm dealing with this. And, 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 and I just want to remind you, you are not what you do. Your work, your title does not define you. I am way more than the lead pastor of Miles City Church. Thank God. I'm not, that is not my definition. I am a son of the king of the universe, and I am a sinner in need of Satan. Okay? And so I have to be willing to be a burden. And I'm so thankful. I mean, so, you know, for those of you that, that know, I, I, I am so thankful. I'm, I'm so grateful. I, I, I've, I have a great wife. We've been friends for so long. And we've had a good marriage. And, but we're a threat to the enemy. We are. And so because we're a threat to the enemy, he likes to attack us. And we have ups and downs all the time like every other marriage, okay? And I'm just, it made me think last night how thankful I am for the friends in my life that allow me to be a burden to them when I'm struggling. I think of the elders in our church when something goes crazy with Jen and I that they don't judge me, they don't, like, they're, they're, they're there to help me. Like, they want me to be burdened. I can feel that. I'm so thankful for the elders that in our church that, that, that strive to protect me from myself and to protect me from the, from the church. But it takes that willingness to let your guard down, to be a burden. Here's the thing. This year, when you think about unpacking stuff in your life that shouldn't be there, and you think to yourself, well, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be a burden. Whenever you hear yourself say that, this is what I'm going to try to remind myself. You can be certain when you hear that line, I don't want to be a burden. You can be certain that that is of the enemy and not of God. Because God is calling us to be a burden. I know that seems weird, but it's true. He's calling you and me to be a burden when it comes to our transgressions and our sins, to lean on other Christ followers to help us out of the mess. And then he calls us not only to be a burden, but I'll bear a burden. Repeat after me, I'll bear a burden. I'll bear a burden. You see, when you bear a burden, what is amazing about bearing a burden is that if you're going to do it correctly, as he's, as he's talking about here, it's taking the plank out of your own eye. When you bear one another's burdens, if you're doing it spiritually correctly as a believer, you have to self-examine before you can bear that burden. Like, if you're struggling in this specific area of sin, and that person is too, you're going to have a really hard time probably helping them bear them that burden. Right? And so it, it is constantly helping us lean into the fruit of the Spirit so that we can bear someone's burden. The problem is, is that sometimes in our humility, we think that, well, I can't really help people bear burdens because I'm so, like, who am I to ever really talk to someone and help them out? Listen, please hear me. Don't allow your weakness to take out your strengths of helping a believer. Listen, like, I can help many of you in this room with your anger issues. Because I, 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 I can't. I, I, God has helped me for some reason, like, in my spirit where I can calm myself down. But some of you can help me with my insecurity. You know, like, 
We need the church. And so this passage is what just popped out at me when it comes to helping us unpack the stuff that we should unpack in 2022 in our, in our lives is the idea of how important it is to lean into our church community, to lean into our city groups that are going to get fired up in January again, to lean into the coaching groups, or to, if you're not in one, to really think about what that looks like for you so that you can be a burden and bear one another's burdens. And God has designed the church for us to do that. And if you try to do it on your own, if you try to, to just carry the load on your own, man, the enemy will just continually bury you in it. Be a burden. Bear it. Verse 6. Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Man, I was thinking last night, well, this is my favorite verse in the passage. Because I'm teaching you guys. Because I'm teaching you guys, you guys gotta share your good things with me. So I figured I'd grab a bucket with my name on it, and she'd leave whatever you got, just throw it in. If you don't have cash, I know me. I love this verse. That's not what this verse is talking about. A lot of times you can read it and think that's what it's talking about. There are other verses in scripture that talk about taking care of your pastor and the leaders of the church, and I just need to pause for another moment and just say how thankful I am for this church and the leadership of this church and how um, our elders care and take care of me and Jen and then allow me the opportunity to approve so that I can take care of our staff and love them well. And I just want to brag on the staff because these people on our staff, gosh, they are so gifted and so talented and no one's getting rich and they could go anywhere and make a ton of money because of how gifted they are. But they got the call to the calling and the vision of our church. And I'm just so thankful for the staff of this church. I mean, I, I, isn't the staff just amazing? <laughs> Going on here. It's basically saying, like, look, if, if you are going to 
plant, if you're going to sow corruption, if you're going to keep allowing this to happen into your life, then you shouldn't be surprised by the chaos in your life. Like, if you want to produce that type of lifestyle or those habits, you're going to keep that up, you're going to keep those lies, you're going to keep that stuff going on, you're just going to keep letting it stir, you're not going to do the work to get it out, then don't be surprised when all you've got is weeds that are going to burn up. Don't be surprised when all you've got is thorns, it's going to be uncomfortable, it's going to make you miserable. But the alternative is, is that you can lean into the fruit of the Spirit, and you can allow that to produce in you. And it's not only here on earth, but you're producing an eternal crop. Amen? Like we didn't, like as we lean into the fruit of the Spirit, we are producing an eternal crop in our lives. And then I highlighted this, too. Is God's not mocked. You can't hide from God. You can't, you can't hide this stuff from God. You can't try to pretend it. And, you know, for, for some of you, just as an encouragement, there are things that you might be hiding or, or that you keep doing over and over and over again, and, and you feel the guilt. Most likely, that's evidence of the Spirit living inside. For others of you, if you've buried something for so long and you don't feel guilty about it at all, that's between you and God, but I'd ask yourself, is the Spirit really in you? Because I know that the Spirit of the living God when I'm not going in his way, he will make me miserable until I do something about it. That's evidence of your salvation. So believe or be encouraged. When you screw up, or when you're hiding something, and it's like tears you up, that's evidence of the spirit who decorated you. Verse 19. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap. If we do not give up, so then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of the faith. Reminding us to not grow weary in 2022, to not grow weary, to not give up on producing the fruit of the Spirit that is inside of us, to not give up on helping others produce the fruit of the Spirit. Because today, if you recognize the thing that you're going to unpack, or you're going to try to get out of your life or shift or change, the odds are that as you unpack it, it will creep back in a little bit at least. And the enemy will try to make you feel really bad about it. And so this is the reminder that as you fall, to get back up. And as you fall, don't grow weary. Don't give up. I've been really encouraged this past Christmas season. God gave to me Psalm 118. I've been brewing on Psalm 118. I'm going to take it into the New Year too because it's been helpful for me. Psalm 118, is, it, it starts off with talking about how great is God and His thankfulness and how amazing He is. And then it ends with that too. But in the middle of it, it's straight chaos. I mean, the writer, most likely David, I mean, it's like he is in shambles. You can just feel his tension as you read through Psalm 118. But right in the Middle, right in the middle of the passage is this verse that some of you know the song. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice, let us rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. Come on now. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is the 
Not tomorrow when you start worrying about your anxiety. Not worrying about tomorrow. No, no, no. This is the day. Not yesterday's past. Not yesterday's sin. Not yesterday's shame. This is the day that the Lord has made us rejoice. To take in the moment of the day. This is the day. So when you fall, the thing that you unpack starts to come back in. Get it out and stand up and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. This is the day. So, land the plane. What might be weighing you down? What might be weighing you down? Hebrews 12. Let us strip off every weight. That slows us down. Especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run the race before us with endurance by keeping our eyes on Jesus, only Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith and produces the fruit of the Spirit inside us. What do you need to unpack? What might be weighing you down? What might you be packing into your life that you know you shouldn't be? going into 2021. If you want freedom in 2022, one of the helpful ways, as I believe we've seen in the scriptures, is to be a burden. Don't do it alone. And to bear a burden. Be a burden. Bear a burden. One last thing. For some of you in this room, I know, you're not there yet. And even if you be a burden, or even if you bear a burden, bear one another's burdens, if you wanted to pick this up, it's still heavy. It's still, it's just exhausting, and you can't even barely handle it. Even if you try your best to, you know, be vulnerable with people, and if you try to be there for people to help them in their issues, you're still going to be so heavy and so tangled up and so just weighed down because you never got to the point to come to Jesus. And Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, come to me all the world. He says, I will give you rest. And then he says, take my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Because when you receive the Spirit of Jesus in your life, you are given the gift of the Spirit that is redecorated inside of you. And so now all the things that you handle that you face, even the toughness of your sin, is light. It's lighter. It's better. And so if you truly want to have victory in your life, if you truly want to have victory over your sin, you got to give it to Jesus. And that's why he came. That's why Jesus came, to bear the burden of our sin so that you didn't have to because it's too heavy. And he was the only one who could pay for it. And he did. And that's why he died. And that's why he rose again. It's proven. It's factual. Do the homework. I don't know what you're waiting for. It's real. He loved you so much that he died for you so that you wouldn't have to bear that burden. Because of that, now we can step into him Step into his spirit, and his burden is light. 
And for those of you that are Jesus followers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. What a gift. What a gift we have to Jesus. And so, hey, if, if you're here today, you haven't given Jesus your life, and you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders, and you feel the weight of your sin, and you're tired of it, and you want to give that to Jesus, and receive the gift of the Spirit, I want to give you that opportunity. Right now. So I'm just going to ask you to just bow your head and close your eyes. And maybe that's you. You just say, Travis, I am done trying to carry this on my own. I'm done trying to live my life on my own. And I want the power that you're talking about. I want the gift of Jesus in my life. I want to free me from the weight of my sin. I no longer want to carry it. If that's you, you can just repeat this prayer. Make it your own. It's what you and him. Just say, Father, I'm done carrying the weight on my own. Just say, Father, I'm done carrying. And says, thank you for paying the cost and burden of my sin. And then say, thank you for rising again from me. I don't understand it all, but I believe you died for me, and I believe you rose again for me. And right now I receive you, Jesus, into my life. If, if you truly meant that the scriptures say because of your belief, because of your faith, that you will no longer perish, because you'll have everlasting life in your life now. Because of Jesus, will be better, will be lighter, will be more fulfilled, and not because of temporal earthly things, but because of the supernatural power of Jesus Father, thank you. Thank you for the gift of your spirit. Give us the strength to not take anything that we shouldn't take into 2022. The thing that we've been thinking about all service, God, give us the strength to be willing to be a burden to tell someone. Give us the strength to do the work, to unpack. And pray this in the power of your season. If you made a decision to give your life to Jesus, I, I beg you, like we just talked about, don't walk alone. And uh, just you can text the word Miles City to the number on the screen there. We'd love to connect. We'd love to celebrate. We'd love to answer questions that you 